Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. A bottle of Lucas Complete Fuel Treatment can clean your system and help your engine get more MPGs. Right now, you can get two bottles for only $9.99. A great deal to help you go a great deal farther. Find Lucas Complete Fuel Treatment and everything you need for better fuel efficiency at any one of our 6,300 stores. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circa Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. <laughs> Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm, along with clumsy carp Amal Shaw, who just knocked over his microphone before the show. You were so excited, Amal, for the show to start. Well, yeah, you were killing our guy Ortega because he's so excited <laughs> about his Packers facing off against the 49ers. Before we get into our NFL dialogue here in a second, I got to send a quick uh, birthday wish out to my mom. Happy birthday, mom. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. How old is your mother? Let me guess. Go ahead. 72. I don't know. Did I hit it right on the head? On the button. We, wow. You're no longer allowed very, to play at the fair. Very good. Very, very, very good. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mrs. Whatever the real name is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start out with NFL. And we have Frank Schwab on as we do every Wednesday in a half hour. I hope Frank can do better. You know, last week, Wild Card Weekend, he did give us three winners. Yeah. He gave us the Bengals, yes. the 49ers, and the Chiefs. Probably the three most unconvincing winners, though. The other teams routed. I want Frank to do better on Division Weekend. I want you lead with that Frank we, comes on. We will. I want to talk about these exactus, though, Amal. And is that the better way to bet this? At Circus Sports, we have exactus. Team A over Team B, Team B winning in the Super Bowl. And I want to use this as an example. The Cincinnati Bengals, Okay. The Cincinnati Bengals are 20 to 1 right now to win the Super Bowl. If you put $400 on the Bengals, you win 8,000. Or you could take 100 each on their exactus over the four remaining NFC teams, right? And you could net 4,600, 7,000, 10,200, or 14,200. Only if they beat the Packers do you make less than if, the, uh, than the, than if you did it overall, just a straight bet. Um, you think there's advantage here in doing these exactas, or do you still prefer just to bet the team straight? No, I think if you look at the numbers, there's definitely some opportunities from the exactas because look at the odds on these. Think about this. I don't believe San Francisco is going to get to the Super Bowl. Um, so don't put that one then. Fair enough. But what I'm saying is let's assume for a minute you think they're going to play the Packers. Okay, you get 49-1 to 1 to defeat the Packers. The Packers and the Bengals face off in the Super Bowl. You take the Packers on the other side. What are, you, what are they going to be, about a six-point favorite? Maybe... Mm. Yeah, I don't think they're a touchdown. No, I don't think they're a touchdown either. Maybe five, five and a half. I don't know. But regardless, you're going to have a great opportunity to bet the other side. You're going to make a tremendous profit here. Now, the two favorites, you're getting Chiefs over Packers 11 to 1, Packers over Chiefs 12 to 1. I was asked about this. I did a TV show in Iowa with the guys, uh, Trent Condren and Ken Miller, this morning. And they were asking me about this offering here. I think there's values in the Titans. Titans are still the number one seed here, right? And I like them a lot this weekend against the Bengals. I'm going to lay the three and a half against Cincinnati, which would get them to the AFC championship game. You're getting Titans over Packers 20 to one. 
Titans over Bucks, 30 to 1. And you say you don't like 49ers. Okay, Titans over Rams, 42 to 1. Not only that, think about this. What a scenario that's worked out for the Tennessee Titans. Okay, you get Derrick Henry back. We'll see how effective he is in week number one here. And potentially in the championship game, week two would be even more uh, impactful. But you, the biggest thing is you're at home against Cincinnati, a team that you're confident you can beat. Hendrickson's a bit banged up. Um, the big man, he, he's out. I forgot his name now. Uh, the defensive tackle there for Cincinnati, out as well. And then, Mike, the other thing is you don't have to face both Buffalo and Kansas City. That is a huge advantage, and you get the game at home. It's interesting in this market, the Bills are actually shorter priced in these exactas than the Titans. The Bills, 12-1 uh, to 1 over the Packers. Plus eighteen fifty over the Bucks, twenty six to one over the Rams. Whereas you're getting twenty to one, thirty to one, forty two to one with the Titans beating those three teams, which is telling you the Bills would the Bills might be favored over the Titans in a potential NF, AFC Championship game in Tennessee. I would think so, and here's you do. why. Yes, because they're only two at Kansas City, and even though Tennessee is the home field advantage right now, don't you think it seems like the odd ma- odds makers from their power ratings have Tennessee lo- rated lower than Kansas City and both Buffalo? I think it'll all depend on how Derrick Henry looks this weekend. I do, too. And and if Derrick Henry looks to be 80% or better, I don't know, it's a tough game. Remember this game played out early in the year. That was the controversial decision by McDermott to go for two or not. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I thought that was the team that's you know playing well then. They had a little bit of a lull in the middle of the season. They look like they've hit their stride again. Remember, last week they didn't punt. You know The only thing was on the last drive, they're basically kneeling down. I mean, seven for seven on drives. Okay, in terms of winning the Super Bowl... Um, the three favorites are Packers, Chiefs, and Bills. Outside of those three, which team do you think has the best chance of making it to the Super Bowl? Tennessee. Uh, I really believe mm-hmm. in the NFC, it's a much more difficult road. Obviously, the 49ers are banged up. That's a concern in this matchup going into Green Bay. Green Bay is getting healthier as well, so that bodes well for them. And then you look at Tampa. We know they've got injuries. And let me ask you, I, obviously you and I both, uh, well, you actually had the teaser, but we thought the Rams were going to win the game. What did you think of the team? I wasn't overly impressed with the Rams. I thought they got a win, but it wasn't like... I thought Arizona was just bad. I think the the matchup leads me to believe what I probably would have thought if these games hadn't played out wildcard weekend. It's all going to be on Matt Stafford in Tampa Bay. Yeah, They're not going to be able to run the ball. They're not going to have the two-headed monster of Cam Akers and Sony Michelle going for a buck 20. Matt Stafford's going to have to make throws under pressure and hit receivers that are open to win this game. If he can do that, they can win this game in Tampa. I thought Philly had some opportunities to do that. Yeah. Jalen Hurts was the connect. ideal. I'd say this was the ideal matchup for Tampa Bay. Going against a quarterback that can't throw the ball, a team that wants to run the ball. Absolutely. You're never going to get a better matchup for the Buccaneers than that game. I, I, I would agree with you. I thought it was a perfect scenario for them. I think it's going to be a much more difficult matchup. Now. You have the ticket on the Rams. Yeah. Do you start hedging this weekend? Or do yes. you wait to... Before the game starts. Yeah, absolutely. And how will you do it? Take Tampa on money line and then come back with uh, potentially Green Bay or San Francisco on a money line. If play. you don't mind me asking, what odds did you get the Rams at to win the NFC? You got them at three different ones, okay. nine to one, eight, uh, seven to one, and six to one. And what's the blended? Is it is it is it seven to one the blended number in terms About of your bets? Half. No, it's oh, not. It, so the big bet was at six, six to one, one yeah. preseason. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you will take Tampa Bay on the money line for how? what percentage of your of your winnings would be on the Rams this well, week? Well, I'll go through the math. I'll look at everything, uh-huh. and then probably around 22. Here's the thing. For me, it's not about uh-huh. necessarily a percentage. Uh-huh. And even though I believe the Rams have a great shot to win, I think it's a 50-50 game. It's strictly about making a profit. I, I'm not here to prove to them that I'm right or they're right. It's just about do I feel like I made enough of a profit for something that I've tied up for 16 uh, for 20-plus weeks? 
Do you have an amount uh, that you would pay out on these Rams tickets that's so large that in-game might not be an opportunity for you here that forces you to bet pre-flop? No, I didn't, I didn't make I didn't make a huge bet on this. This okay. is not like something, you know, where it's it's a huge, huge payoff. It, no, it's nothing like that. So uh, it's just a scenario where I'm like, I want to build it in and profit. That's the biggest thing at the end of the day. How much do you subscribe to the theory of if it isn't so much that you can't get down an in-game amount that's appropriate, waiting to see who gets the opening kick? These teams getting these opening kicks are scoring in almost, I think they scored in five out of six games with the opening kick. Yeah, but I, I don't generally do that if I'm going to hedge in certain situations. Uh-huh. I, you can do that, but I would rather be in a scenario where, let's say the Rams get the opening kick and they fumble the opening kickoff and the Buccaneers recover at the 12-yard line. They take a 7 nothing lead. I may never have the opportunity to get back to a lower number if the Buccaneers are out in front throughout the entirety of the game. Do you still subscribe to deferring in these games if you win the toss? Well, I think it's pretty standard, right? In the NFL, most teams always generally do that. I I mean, if you're Tampa, you want to go on defense first. You shut down the Rams, put some pressure on that uh, defense themselves. All right, let's take a look at another future market. Uh, DraftKings has Super Bowl MVP props up, Amal, and I wanted to run through the list here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, co-favorites, plus 450. Josh Allen, plus 550. Tom Brady is plus $6. Matt Stafford, plus $9. Ryan Tannehill plus fourteen dollars, as well as Garoppolo, fourteen to one. Joe Burrow at sixteen to one, and then we get into the non-quarterbacks. Derrick Henry, we don't know how healthy he's going to be, eighteen to one. Interesting, Jamar Chase at twenty-five to one. If the 49ers get there, Debo Samuel at thirty to one. Cooper Cup thirty to one. Devontae Adams thirty-five to one. Aaron Donald fifty to one. Tyreek Hill fifty to one. Travis Kelsey, 50 to 1. Here's my first question. Are betting quarterbacks in this market right now a trap? Seven of the last 20 Super Bowl MVPs have been non quarterbacks. Well, can I counter that with 65% have been quarterbacks? <laughs> um, you know, the first thing I would say is let's look at the odds for these four teams at the top uh, Green Bay, Kansas City, Buffalo, Tampa, and actually throw in the Rams as well because they're uh, staffers at 9 to 1. I. Tennessee is where I have the line of demarcation because I think Derrick Henry is going to be the MVP if this team gets there. He's, they're going to ride him potentially to be winning a Super Bowl, so that's why I would stay away from that one. But the Packers aren't 4.5-1 to one to win the Super Bowl, are they? No. The, pa- the Packers are plus 325 right now. And, and what's Kansas City and what's Buffalo? Kansas City right now is 4-1 to one mm-hmm. and Buffalo plus 450. Okay, so Buffalo with Josh Allen, you're getting better odds here, but Kansas City, you're getting slightly better with Mahomes, and then with Rodgers, you're getting plus 450. I would take Rodgers to be the MVP before I would bet the Packers to win the Super Bowl. Now, it's risky, but chances are if the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl, where do you see a scenario where it's not Rodgers who's the MVP? I mean, no matter what Devontae Adams does, it's still going to be Aaron Rodgers. Which team? um, Let's throw Rodgers out. Let's throw Rodgers and Mahomes out. Okay. Which team has the greatest chance of having a non-quarterback get it? And I think the 49ers are probably the obvious choice. But a non-quarterback get it uh, if they win the Super Bowl. Well, I think you're right. San Francisco's number one, and I think Tennessee's number two. I think you look at Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, he would be up there on that list along with Mahomes and Rodgers. But to me, I I think it's absolutely San Francisco followed by Tennessee. Can Chase uh, win it and Burrow have a bad game and Chase still win it? Not it's likely tough. unless he catches That's a tough. slant, takes it 75, and then it's another big play. It, it's really difficult. Think about this in Super Bowl 23 when Jerry Rice mm-hmm. was the MVP. Yeah. I mean, he had almost 200 yards receiving or, or something like that. I don't remember exactly now, but, I mean, he was electric in terms of the plays he was able to make, and you still could have made it a case for Montana to be MVP. 
Yeah, I, I think if you want to fade the quarterback, it's more likely to go defensive player or I running back, right? Yes. And in that case, Derrick Henry. Um, do any of these numbers interest you to the point where you're going to make a bet on them? No. Uh, I mean, unless yeah, I thought... Well, you really team. believe the Packers are winning the Super Bowl. I really do, yes. Yes. And so I guess Rodgers at 450 as compared to 350, the current price, is the one that might inspire a bet. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. I think that's the one that's most intriguing because that's a pretty big number on the Packers at this point in time if you think they're going to get there. You really believe in this team. Well, I, it's not only do I believe in this team, but think about this in the rest of the NFC. All three teams have question marks that they're facing off against. Uh, they're playing a team this weekend that doesn't even have a quarterback. They're playing another team that's got a quarterback that's going to be in a, a, collecting an AARP card soon enough. And they got another guy. We've never seen him in pressure situations. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we're going to run the slate in college basketball. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge your leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, like Spearmint, Wintergreen, or Amal's personal favorite, Citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strings, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. 
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm, along with Amal Shaw. And let's turn to college basketball tonight on a Wednesday here, Amal. Some some good matchups of teams uh, in the top 25 and teams that are on the fringe of the top 25. And I want to start in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. This game will be going at 7 o'clock local time, 4 p.m. Pacific on ESPN2. 13th ranked LSU taking on the Crimson Tide. Both teams coming off losses, Amal. LSU 15-2 and two on the season, 3-2 and two in the SEC. I was as shocked about anything on Saturday as them losing at home to Arkansas. Uh, I had a, a middle in that game, too. LSU from 4-10 to 10 couldn't get there as, as Arkansas rallied to win the game. Then Alabama in a very close game that didn't really see much air on either side lost uh, in Stark Vegas to Mississippi State. They come in at 11-6, and 2-3, and, and having fallen out of the top 25 for the first time in a while. The Crimson Tide... Three-and-a-half-point home favorites them all with a total of 148. Yeah, they've been struggling. I mean, this team, as you alluded to, have lost three in a row. I'm not surprised this number's come down. Number seems a little bit high based on the way LSU can defend. Tremendous defensive team. Uh, but the concern for me right now in this game is can LSU score enough offensively to win this game? I think Alabama bounces back. We'll get a much better effort out of them at home in this game. They need this one. You look at Nate Oates' team. They've been inconsistent in a very competitive SEC. And I'll tell you, Mike, we've seen it with Michigan. I know they had the big win over Maryland yesterday, but if Alabama doesn't get on track here, all of a sudden things could start to go haywire quickly. They're looking at 11-7. and seven. Uh, This number down a point and a half from the overnight in terms of the total. Do you look at under 148 here? I would lean towards that, but i got to tell you, the Crimson Tide are a tough team to bet unders with because you just never know. They, they have two situations that really present a problem on unders is one, they don't play great defense. And number two, they're going to score some points. Now you're going to face a team in LSU who's going to be much more efficient. I think than they were in the last five minutes of that game at the Maravich center on Saturday. That was the problem against Arkansas matchup of Catholic schools at five o'clock in Philadelphia. This game will be on CBS sports in the big East Marquette at Villanova Marquette, 12 and six, four and three in conference Villanova currently ranked 11th, 13 and four, six and one and sitting atop the big East Villanova here, uh, this game was 12 and a half on the overnight of all up to 14, total 138 and a half. Numbers right about where it should be. And I think you look at this Villanova team defensively holding opponents below 40% from the floor, below 30% from the three point arc. It's always tough when you go into the pavilion. Um, you know, they, their losses are not bad this year. They've had some uh, big time opponents, Purdue, uh, Baylor among them. But I just don't believe this Villanova team is as good as it's been in years past. I'm not even talking about winning a national title. I, I just think they're maybe not at that level. Marquette, inconsistent is one concern I have with them. And I think they could struggle to really shoot the basketball tonight here on the road. I think this is a game that Villanova wins fairly comfortably. But 14 is a tricky number. I think you could see a scenario where Marquette loses by 12. They lose by 9. Lose by 18. They had the back-to-back 20-point losses in Waco on national yeah. TV on a Sunday afternoon against Baylor and then went up to Creighton, to Omaha, on a Friday night and got waxed. They've righted the ship since then. Um, do you have any concerns about their free-throw shooting them all? Well, I mean, this is a team that's not shooting the ball as well as you would expect out of Villanova. That's the one concern, I, I'm excuse me, from Marquette. But Villanova, terrific at the line, right? 81%. Yeah. That's what they do very well, so we'll see. All right, here's a game that I have a play on, and you might disagree with it later in the, in the final segment when we do the picks. But to me, this is the game of the night uh, in College Station. 12th-ranked Kentucky taking on Texas and oh I'm all you're you're stopping me for those that aren't watching on vsin.com. You better have AM here. 5:30 Pacific time, 7:30 local time on the SEC network. Kentucky shot up to 12th in the polls uh after they crushed Tennessee and Rupp um 
on Saturday. 14 and 3, 4 and 1 in the SEC. Very quietly, Texas A&M, 15 and 2, winners of eight in a row. 4 and 0 in the SEC, rallied in Columbia over the weekend to beat Missouri. Kentucky, lane seven, seven and a half on the overnight with a total down from 144 to 142. Tell you what, you look at this matchup, it seems like a big number to me here going into College Station. This will be a fired-up crowd. And the one concern I have for AM, and I think it's going to rear itself tonight, is their inability to shoot free throws. They're in the mid to low 60s as a team. You're going up against a Kentucky team that's got size, length, can defend. They can push the ball in tempo uh, in terms of fast-break opportunities with Wheeler. Um, look, if you say you like Kentucky in this one, I'm, j- I'm joking. It's not. It's no, not, I took the home dog team. here. Yeah, I, I just think it's too many points on the road. I think Kentucky wins this game, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if they come out of here with an L and then we'd see A&M finally creep into the top 25. Look, I've said it all along. I think as, uh, Kentucky Big Blue is the best team in the SEC. They can beat you in different ways. They are talented, and you know what? They've got to keep uh, Shibway off the glass here. If they can do that, they've got a great opportunity. But can they knock down the shots when it matters most? Shoot the ball well from the three-point arc. I never understand teams like this, right? They're shooting 36% from the three-point line, but you can't uh, make shots at the free-throw line? Come on, give me a break. Well, you get to jump into the three-pointers the most. Technically, you can jump from the free-throw line. Just stay a foot back so you don't cross the line. Now, uh, I wanted to mention the fact that over the weekend, Joe B. Hall passed. um, Very important figure in college basketball in that he did something that's never easy to do. Replaced a legend in Adel Ruff. Integrated, uh, integrated that program and it had success. I had the opportunity to have dinner with Joe B. Hall in the late 80s when my parents and I went down to see the University of North Carolina play in Iowa City against Iowa. Uh, Coach Smith and his staff did a great job setting us, with, setting us up with tickets behind the bench, and we actually, my parents and I had dinner with Dean Smith, Bill Guthridge, Joe B. Hall, and a guy that used to be the voice of the Final Four, Gary Bender. Wow, what what a what a great foursome to have uh, dinner with. Uh, by the way, last night thinking about that game in Tallahassee, uh, I was wondering if we had a Pete Gaudet sighting in uh, the Tucker Civic Center down there in Tallahassee. You know, I'm mad at myself. Kansas blows a 12 point lead on the road. Mm. Manhattan, the Jaspers blow a lead. I'm like, come on, can you guys? I know Massiello's team can't shoot the basketball, right? We got five guys at Beeson that can shoot the ball better than uh, Massiello's team, but can you not protect the lead at home against Niagara? Back to the Big East, 6 o'clock Pacific on FS1. Uh, Xavier goes to DePaul, a trip from Cincinnati to Chicago. Xavier ranked 20th in the country in a competitive Big East, 13-2, 3-2 in league play. DePaul has shown signs of life. They they actually crushed Seton Hall. Um, I think it was last Friday, uh, Amal. Um, 10-6, that was their lone league win, 1-5. Xavier here, uh, 6.5-point road favorite, Amal. The total, 150 and a half. Yeah, this is really going to come down to how Javon uh, Freeman Liberty plays for DePaul. The problem is they don't have that balance in scoring as much. I know Jones has done a tremendous job for them, but they don't defend as much as they need to, and they, they've they got to make sure they don't get killed on the glass here. Jack Nungy and company have an opportunity. I like X as a team, but i got to tell you, is this number right? Yeah, up to eight from six and a half on the overnight. I, I tell you right now, you can have my money if Xavier wins by nine on the road. That's fine. I don't have a problem with Are that. Are you adding DePaul to No, I already place? have it. I already have it. You have it at a bad number. That's okay. I'm willing uh, to live uh, with it. Six and a half? Is that well, what I can't you got be like, I can't be like everybody else if he's going to allegedly get the best number on every game. What did you game. get at? Six and a half I got it at six and a half. Oh, I'm going to defend myself here. You know, everybody else gets the best number on games they never you, bet. You could you could have pushed uh, Kansas with three. All right. Uh, Where it never existed? Bet, correct. Yeah. Well, it might have existed for three seconds. Uh, Mississippi, for three people. <laughs> Mississippi State at Florida tonight, 3.30. This is an early, early tip from the O-Dome. 
uh, on the SEC Network. Mississippi State off that victory <clears throat> over the weekend comes into this game with a little momentum and quietly three and one in the SEC. Twelve and four overall. Florida struggled one and three. Ten and six. Still the Gators six point home favorite with a total of one thirty seven and a half. I was looking at this game. I was looking at taking the Gators, but I don't. I don't like them right now. They're just inconsistent. I'm not a believer in Mississippi State. I think they're tough when they're at the hump, but outside of this Stark Vegas, I, I don't believe them going on the road to the O Dome here. I think Castleton has a good game. I think Florida wins this game. Um, I would lay the number here before I would take it with Mississippi State. Four o'clock uh, Pacific, six o'clock local time. Mike Anderson takes his free-flowing style of basketball with the St. Johns. At ten and five, two and two in the league. Creighton with an identical record right now, ten and five, two and two. This game is in Omaha. The Blue Jays, four-point home favorite. Total one forty-nine and a half here. Amal, do you look over? Um, what's the number here? One forty-nine and a half was the over. Yeah, I would look towards the over here. Both teams are willing to go with tempo. Um, to me, the way Creighton can shoot the ball. That they, especially from the floor, they've been incredibly effective. they got to be better at the free throw line, though. That's the one concern I had, below 70% and not shooting the ball particularly well from beyond the arc. If they can do a better job, I, I think it's going to be tough for the Johnnies going on the road. The one thing with St. John's is, you mentioned it, Mike, Mike Anderson's teams, they get in too much foul trouble. They put themselves in bad situations. I think the Blue Jays at home here in Omaha find a way to get a W. This is a game they need. And, by the way, you look at the St. John's team, 10-5 and five to the over, um, now, obviously, different totals, but generally, Johnny's are in the 150s. Do either of these teams make the tournament? I don't believe so. I think they're both uh, NIT teams. Yeah. Obviously, a bigger win for St. John's if they could get it because it's a true road win. Absolutely. As opposed to if Creighton just defends the home court. All right. When we come back, we're going to turn our attention to the divisional round in the NFL with our friend, our buddy from Yahoo Sports, Frank Schwab. is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs and then on Championship Weekend. We'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on vsin.com. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. It's Wednesday. It's 1130 a.m. Pacific. That means it's Schwab time. Our friend Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer from Yahoo <laughs> Sports and betting analyst, joins us. Frank, I want to start, I want to start with this. Last week, wild card round, you gave us Bengals minus five, 49ers plus three, and Chiefs minus 12 and a half. Three and oh, yeah, but the other three winners that weekend were all by much more margins of victory. No sweaters. <laughs> Your people actually had to sweat the finish of some of these games. Not not really, just a little bit in, in the Raider game against the Bengals. So you're hot. Stay thank hot. Good, by the way, thank goodness we didn't get to the Eagles pick. We'll just forget that. Ever oh, happened. Lord. That. What timing? Yeah, no. what, what timing? Yeah. Uh, let's start in Tennessee on uh, on Saturday afternoon. One-seeded Titans taking on the Bengals. You know, Frank, there tends to be a recency bias with the betters wanting to bet the winners in the wild card round into the divisional round because we've just seen them win a game. This number's been a pretty uh, chilly three-and-a-half opened and hasn't seen that much movement. Derrick Henry back. We don't know how much we're going get to get out of him. 
Do you like this matchup in terms of what the Titans offense can do against the Bengals? And how do the Titans defense slow down Burrow and Chase? Yeah, I think they, they can heat up Burrow a little bit. They're, you know, Vrabel's such a, a smart guy, good defensive coach, that I think they're going to find ways to fluster him. My first thought was, oh, I like the Bengals. They've been on this run late in the season, right? The impressive win over the Chiefs. They blew out the Ravens. Finally got the playoff monkey off their backs. But as I've thought more about this game, I wonder if we're underrating the Titans. Look, I, I was, I, you know, we talked about this as through the year. Like, the Titans were one of these teams I thought was a paper champion a little bit, not as good as their record. But when you just keep winning and keep winning, and now you're healthier, you have A.J. Brown back, you have Julio back, and then here comes Derrick Henry, who is the most valuable running back in the league. I, I don't even think there's a close second here. And you wonder, okay, he's been out two months, he hasn't played, he, he might be a part-time guy, but Derrick Henry's Superman, right? Like, if there's anybody in the league who you could just throw in a lineup and he's going to get 30 carries right away, it might be Derrick Henry. So I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm almost gone the other way. I've been you know, kind of against the Titans a lot this season, but I see the value in them now. I think the Bengals is a tough test for them on the road. This is still a young team, and the Titans are rested. I value that. I think the Titans are the right side here, and, and hopefully it gets down to three at some point because I'd love to take it. Frank, do you have any concerns at all with this team defensively? I think they've done a nice job, but they're maybe not elite by any stretch because this is a dangerous offense coming in with Cincinnati, and it seems like that victory kind of gave them a little bit of momentum. So many times we see a team win a wild card weekend and they carry that forward into the next matchup. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, that could happen. And I think the, the key factor here is Burrow. I, he's playing so well. I think he's so locked in and he has proven he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks in his league already. He might be higher than that. I might be, you know, giving him a short, a short end of the stick by just saying top 10. And so could he get hot? Could he pick apart this Titan secondary a little bit? Yeah, he, he could especially with the talent he has available to them. But I do think this Titans defense, they can get it done. They have some playmakers. Kevin Bayard is a guy who I really, really like. Their safety. Jeffrey Simmons up front. It's kind of a no-name defense. There's no star here. There's no T.J. Watt type of player here. But they do a really good job disguising things. They can force you into mistakes, which we know are so big in the playoffs. So I think this Titans, the defensive side is underrated. And I think they can, I don't think they're going to shut down the Bengals necessarily, but just make a few plays allow the, the Titans to kind of control the game with the offense, with the running game, control the pace. I, I think that that's our path. Second game on Saturday, 49ers at Packers from Lambeau. Is this a game that you need to wait till game time to know the health of the 49ers before you can make a bet on this game? Or do you try to anticipate and get value now with the Packers at six? How confident are you that your team in the Packers, Frank, advances to the NFC Championship game? I, I think they're in a good spot, but the 49ers are here for a reason. There's a reason I liked them last week. They've won 8 of 10 now. They check a lot of the boxes that we like in postseason football, right? Like, they can run the ball. They can control the clock. They can kind of hide Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit. I mean, I, I did. my heart skipped a little bit of a beat when he threw that terrible, terrible interception in the fourth quarter last week against Dallas, but they overcame that because they can get after the quarterback. They can play good defense. But you're right. I, so much of this right now is just injuries. Is Jimmy going is Bosa going to play? Fred Warner. I mean, you got to kind of have to anticipate this if because I, I, I think the value is going to be pretty good. If you if you trust that these guys are going to answer the bell for the 49, I took a little bit of six and a half already because I don't think it's going to get the seven. And I think once we see this 49er seems get a little healthier, that these guys are practicing, I think there's a chance it goes down. So I, I had a little bit of a risk here, but I'm going to gamble that some of these guys will be back and that number will be below six by kickoff because I think they're live here. I think that this is a good football team and nothing against the Packers, but 
this was a line I, I thought it was going to be much lower than this. I was surprised to see it six. I was surprised to see it rise to six and a half. I think this 49ers team could go in and win because when you think about it, look, we, we're all going to talk about the weather and Green Bay. And well, Green Bay is built like a barrier area team. They like to pass the ball. They're a little more finesse, I guess. San Francisco is built like a Wisconsin team. They want to run the ball. They want to get after you on defense. So I don't think San Francisco, I think the weather is a big factor here. I think that they're actually going to enjoy it based on the way they like to play football. Frank, I can appreciate what you're saying, and I tend to agree with you. The number's a little bit high here, but when I look at this Green Bay team, I like the running game that they've had with Aaron Jones this year, and then, of course, we know what Adams and Rodgers can do, but the big thing that I put as a stipulation on the flip side is Jimmy Garoppolo. I am not a fan. Everybody that listens to this show knows I kill him every week. The bottom line is I look at San Francisco as everywhere else this is an elite team, but in the most important position in sports – yeah, I mean, you're talking about 180-degree differential between Rodgers, who doesn't turn the football over. And I'm going to tell you, Frank, I go back to that throw to Brandon Ayuk at the end of the third quarter. This guy's self-confidence fell off of a cliff, and nobody has seen it since. Can he get it turned around? Because remember, he was fortunate on the play where Kittle fumbled the ball. He actually short-armed it, didn't even have the confidence to get Kittle the ball on a quick two-yard out. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is mitigated by their playmakers because – just get the ball to Debo Samuel, and he's yeah. going to do some special things. And Kittle the same way. I, I, he doesn't have to be dynamic like Rodgers and make stars out of the Marcus Valdez-Scantlings of the world. I mean, just get the ball to these guys. And he's done a pretty good job of that during the season. Let me turn it back on you, though. Do you feel more confident with Trey Lance? Because I, I know Mike doesn't like Trey Lance. We talked about this on the on Gil's podcast a couple weeks ago. But I think Trey Lance actually adds an element. If, if you were to tell me right now, hey, I got intel, Trey Lance is going to start this game. I wouldn't feel much less confident about the 49ers. I, I think you make a great counterpoint to that, and I don't feel confident Trey Lance. All I'm going to say is the San Francisco 49ers went full Detroit Pistons and drafted Darko Milicic when they had an opportunity to take somebody that would have impacted <laughs> this team when yeah. they were already built to win a championship. Yeah, but those Pistons, how did that Pistons season end up? Uh, hey, uh, they you know, they won a championship, but you could have gotten D-Wade or somebody else. <laughs> Carmelo. <Rings are> forever. <laughs> we're talking with Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports, also their Betting analyst, interesting rematch uh, in Tampa Bay on Sunday, the early game, Rams-Buccaneers. This game, a solid three. Frank, isn't this game, if you're betting it, just a referendum on Matthew Stafford? (laughs) Absolutely it is. I I really think so. But I think there's other factors here. Ed, look, I'm probably going to die on this hill and lose a lot of money along the way, but I keep expecting these Buccaneers losses to catch up to them. You don't just lose a Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. We don't know if he's going to. It, it, worse, their tackle might be out now. It, Jensen, their center's banged up. You can't just keep losing these guys and not feel it. At some point, I don't care. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. You still need guys around you, and you think about the matchup. Can, I know the Rams haven't done this a lot this year, but will they shadow Jalen Ramsey to Mike Evans? If they do, I think Jalen Ramsey can limit him. What's their counterpunch at that point? I, who do they have? Tyler Johnson's going to beat you? So I think that this Bucks offense is a lot more limited than it's shown the past couple of weeks. I thought Philly had a bad game plan. Carolina is a disaster from week 18. But we saw them almost lose to the Jets, right? Like, I just, I'm not a believer in the Buccaneers. I like the Rams. Mike, Mike. And I think that, sorry. you know, they can play like they did uh, with Stafford last week. And not, and not he's not going to turn the ball over. He's not going to make big mistakes because they, they're going to be able to run the ball and do other things. I think Frank makes a couple of great points in terms of the Rams here, Mike, but this is the exact reason why, guys, I believe Green Bay is going to get to the Super Bowl. I thought the Rams benefited. You know, Frank, were you impressed with the Rams on Monday night? I I thought they were there. I thought it was Arizona that played so poorly. 
And then you look at Tampa, you referenced it, the injuries. Tristan Wirfs is injured. Jansen's got an ankle injury to deal with. That's been a terrific offensive line. They were completely healthy last year in the postseason. And this is why I point towards the Green Bay Packers getting to SoFi. San Francisco's got some injuries, which you alluded to earlier, that they're dealing with. I, I just feel like everything is in their favor at home and the injuries around the rest of the conference. Yeah, and I, I think it was more about Arizona on Monday night. But, yeah, hey, the Rams had, had a lot to do with that. And still got Aaron Donald, still got Jalen Ramsey, still got a lot of high-end guys. Bills Chiefs, Frank, we got 30 seconds here. I can't believe this number's gone down to one and a half. Were the, was it more about the Bills offense or the Patriots defense? And do you have a pick here? I think the Bills off. I mean, they haven't been able to sustain that really. As I sit here today, this is the, I'm glad we don't have much time for this because it's going to be my worst pick because I have no idea. Both of these teams I can make an argument for. I'm leaning to the Chiefs. I think they're just a little underrated right now. It's just be bored of betting on the Chiefs. Like minus one and a half, sure. Sign me up. Thanks, Frank. Good luck on uh, Rush Hour or Primetime Action or whatever other show you're on tonight. <laughs> Appreciate it, Mike. <laughs> All right. When we come back, I'm all in in the Palm Reader Playbook. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my <laughs> This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbooks takes football same game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combo. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21. Gambling problem, New Jersey, Illinois, Pennsylvania. Call 1 800 Gambler, Indiana 1 800 9 with it. 
Colorado 1-800-522-4700. Michigan 1-800-270-717. Virginia 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Playable in New Jersey is play Sugar House Boyd where prohibited. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. Amal, yesterday was Bounce Back Tuesday, and for you it's Super Bounce Back Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I know. Absolutely. Losers are four in a row here. Let's get back on track. Couple, you know what? I, I tell you, I was a little bit concerned in the Manhattan game at the half. Saw because uh, it was minus one twenty on the money line before the game started, instead of laying a point and a half. And then all of a sudden, you see this team just absolutely fold. They were tied at about fifty five or fifty three with five six minutes to go, and just folded. I was surprised you didn't use Kansas in a money line parlay instead of laying three and a half on the road. You know, it was funny. I thought about that after I lost the game, and I said I, I should have taken KU with a money line parlay. I thought they would win the game, but I thought it was a tricky number because I was adamant. I said, don't take it over four, just the three, three and a half, or four. There was never really a three, but end up losing that one. And I saw the time, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a tough one for KU to get the cover on. So Oklahoma was competitive. Let's see if we can bounce back today. Let's start in Omaha tonight. Creighton minus three and a half here against St. John's. I like them at home. I think Johnny's will turn it over a few too many times. Doug McDermott's team walks out of here with a W in my opinion. Then in Stillwater tonight, Gallagher-Iba, TCU, Jamie uh, Dixon's team. I like the way this team plays. Oklahoma State inconsistent in terms of scoring the basketball. They've been competitive, particularly at home, but I think five and a half is a few too many. I think uh, TCU's got a great chance not only to cover this game, but to pull off an upset here on the road. Don't know if it happens. And then DePaul and X uh, in Chicago tonight. DePaul catching seven and a half. Line now up to eight at DraftKings. You can get an even better number there. But I, I like DePaul getting this many points. Do you have any DePaul money line tonight? I did not. I, I you know, great question. Mm. And DePaul's not the type of team I really like to back in those situations. That game against uh, Seton Hall, they just caught fire early on. Had a nine-point lead and had a working margin all the way through that game until the end when they won by four. Someone asked me, Amal, you know, you're not a unit better, right? Yeah. Some bets are bigger than others. Yeah. Is there an order to how you list these games? Is the top game your top pick? No, and, and, and that's a great question. No, unfortunately in this game, but tonight it actually would be the case with mm-hmm. there with Creighton. But generally speaking, I will tell you, and and the biggest thing is, I, here's the thing I don't get about these guys that bet units. If you tell me you bet $100 and you win 100 units on the year, how are you making a living doing this? I, I mean, I got to question the math. Unless you're living in you know Bangkok, you're not really exactly able to make dollars and cents over what you're doing financially. So I, I think you find your best plays and you fire on them. College basketball on a Saturday, if you sit around and if you're patient and if you wait, there will be always a great second-half opportunity on a team. And those are the type of games, to me, you unload the clip on or if you get a short number like we saw earlier, some of the games this year we've discussed. All right, let's go to the playbook. I had the singular play uh, yesterday, Wisconsin. Yeah, good win. Minus two, it went to three. They hit that half-quarter uh, I didn't see it. Three-quarter court shot to end the half, to be up six at half, and they kind of kept wow. that margin. I didn't, you know, they never really got pushed this thing into double digits, but I felt they were always in control of the game at Welsh Ryan. This is a good team. I like their style of play. They can win They can win anywhere in the Big Ten. All right, today I have three plays. We talked about this game earlier in College Station. Junction boys catching seven and a half against Kentucky. I agree with you. Kentucky has a lot of talent. They can get up and down the court. They can score the ball. We'll see how good Texas A&M is tonight. I would have made this line four, four and a half. That's why I think there's value here uh, in the seven and a half. I think this game comes down to the last four minutes. Leafs Rangers, first period under one and a half, minus 105. Good goaltending matchup here. Shesterkin against Jack Campbell. Um, If Shesterkin doesn't go, this is not a play for me. So this is an if Shesterkin play here in Madison Square Garden. Campbell's having a great sophomore season following up that rookie start he got last year and then my final play let's discuss this game right now I'm taking Rutgers plus three and a half at the rack Iowa comes in having won six to seven technically they're ranked 26 they're the first team in the others receiving votes category uh four 13 and four three and three in the big 10 they ended up covering that game in Minnesota 
over the weekend. Rutgers 10 and 6, 4 and 2, but they're so tough in Piscataway, Amal. This line was 2.5 on the overnight, up to 3.5. I grabbed 3.5 this morning with a total of 151. I lean over here as well. Your thoughts on this play, Rutgers, the home dog? You know, it's so tough to take an eye under against Iowa unless you see the defensive performance we saw out of them against Indiana in that second half at Carver Hawkeye. But I tell you, Mike, I looked at this game and I stayed away from this one because not only is Keegan Murray playing extremely well, his brother is also playing as well. And this team is really kind of starting to find themselves. The one concern I always have is they have lulls in games, right? They'll go on a 10-0 run. They'll give up an 8-0 run. Can they be consistent? Can they get the defensive effort out of this team? I think Iowa's going to be a dangerous team once we get towards March. They're going to be a tournament team. Uh, I, I'm a little bit opposite of you on this one. I think Iowa's got a chance to pull off the road win and cover the number. Again, I won't lay it. We saw what happened last night at Lloyd Noble. But I think Iowa in this matchup could do fairly well. Because the one concern I have with Rutgers is their inability to shoot the ball consistently. That's the problem with this Rutgers team. They, they're a good basketball team that will defend you. But they are inconsistent in terms of scoring the basketball. We'll see. Big game for them tonight. They could move to five and two in the in the Big Ten and stay in that in that upper echelon. One more college basketball game, then I want to switch our focus. In the ACC, I thought this line was a little a little bit strange. Virginia Tech is lane one at NC State tonight. This is four o'clock uh, Pacific time on the ACC network. Virginia Tech one and four, nine and seven overall. NC State two and five, nine and nine. Both teams are desperate for a win. Yeah, but you know NC State. One at Blacksburg on January 4th, 68-63, and they find themselves a home dog here. Well, it's a revenge game. Remember in that game, I think Virginia Tech was about a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. NC State shot the ball extremely well. This Virginia Tech team was expected to be a near-upper echelon team in the league, and they've really struggled. Their offense has been the issue. I think their defense can keep them in games. It's always tough in Raleigh here because even though this team's got a 6-4 and four record at home, uh, NC State does, they can score, and they score effectively at home. Uh, this is a tougher play for me here. I get the revenge angle here with Virginia Tech, and boy, you talk about two desperate teams. You know, I'm mad I didn't put in the playbook yesterday Miami of Florida, who only won I, by 30 against North Carolina. Oh, they must have stopped keeping score afterwards. Look, look, yeah, they were up 20 midway through the first <laughs> half. I tell you this now, Amal, fade this Carolina team on the road, play them at home. I just, I just think that that's going to be a pretty good formula all year. I, I, look, I don't disagree with you to a certain extent, but the one thing I would point out is Miami just couldn't miss from the three-point arc when this game started. And you get up that kind of margin, it becomes tough to be able to come back from behind and give the Hurricanes credit. They shot the ball extremely well. We saw the same similar with Kentucky. When Carolina gets down double digits, it's all downhill. They don't mount rallies. They really don't. And this is, you know, they've gotten blown out a few times now this year. And to me, that's kind of an indictment on the team's toughness. They don't fight. Amal, we saw you were prolific with your plays. Um, French Open, Wimbledon, U.S. Open. Aussie Open's underway. One of the majors here. You haven't given any plays yet. Comments? Well, just, you know, basically, I take a lot of large money line favorites in these early tournaments because these players, when you win a round at, at a major, Australian Open included, obviously, you make more money than you do in these tournaments. And uh, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. But I'll tell you right now, we'd run out of room on the screen to list the money line parlays. You know, E. Because uh, of the Russian names? Well, we, we don't even have enough letters on the keyboard to put all of them out. But bottom line is, I think you look at some of these favorites and some of these matchups. Last night, Maria Sakari, only two, uh, 330. I was like, come on, are you kidding me? This should be a five $6 line here. Straight set winner. And, and you saw so many of the favorites come through. I don't play the men's side as much because it comes down to one break a serve per set. One, maybe two. And this is playing fast in terms of the courts right now down in Melbourne. So we'll see what happens. Did you make any future wagers on either the men or women's side? I did not, and I'll tell you, Mike, I haven't gone uh, that heavily in terms of these tournament, this tournament because this is a tune-up 
for the rest of the year because we only had two previous tournaments before this one started. Some of the players didn't even participate in the uh, pre-Australian Open tournament, so it's different than when you get to uh, the French, Wimbledon, and the U.S. Open because you see how the players are playing over several months to half the year. Um, all right, let's change the topic here. I, I want to ask a question about sports in general, but specifically in the NFL. We convince ourselves that this is not a business for these players, but this is their passion. This is their dedication. This is their devotion. And they're, and they're so committed to winning. I have to tell you, in the second, mid-second quarter of the Monday night football game, I went on my phone and checked to see if Kyler Murray or maybe Cliff Kingsbury had a cabana this weekend at Stadium Swim. Are we fooling ourselves to think it's as life and death for these guys as we think it is? I think it is for some people. I don't think it's for everybody. You know, one of the great lines of all time, I remember Michael Irvin was crying after the Cowboys lost their first game of the regular season as a rookie. And a player comes up to him and goes, hey, man, don't worry about it. It's not that serious. It's about the first and the 15th. And I remember Michael went to Jimmy and told him, and that guy wasn't on the team next year. But everybody's not Tom Brady. Everybody's not Michael Jordan. Everybody else is not Rafael Nadal at a win at all cost. You know, this is a business just like any other. And, you know, it's kind of like this. If you've been doing something for 20 years, at some point in time, you might get tired of it. It, regardless of what industry you're in. So if you sit there and you look around, you know, mid-second quarter, you realize you're down 21 points. You know what you're worried about if you're on the Cardinals? I don't want to get hurt because I don't want to go through, th- you know, three to six months of rehab for an injury for a team that's about to get bounced in two and a half quarters. And I, and I'm not criticizing somebody for doing that. Everybody's got to make decisions that's in their best interest and what's best for them and their family. But I, I don't think what you're bringing up is out of the realm, and I, I think people have to sometimes consider that in certain matchups. That's what I like and enjoy about doing the show with you. It's not about the money. It's your passion about this business and helping to educate the betters. Well, thank you. And I wish, you know, it's like what we always talk about. It's about finding a way to be profitable. It's not always about the W's. And a little bit entertaining at times. Try to be. Thanks for joining us today. Stay tuned, Devisa. And up next, it's Betting Across America. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.